Hi and hello and welcome to another episode of the Somerset Sky Point Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Fogler. Special guest, first time I've been trying to put you on the podcast, Mr. Duford. How are you doing today, sir? Very well, thank you, sir, and yourself. I'm doing awesome. So Miss Wagner, she's going to try to come in um, hopefully in a little bit, but I cannot tell you how many students have talked to me that asked me, you have to put him on the podcast. And so how we kind of do this is just like how you got here. So sure. where'd you go to college? Well, so I, I'm a graduate of BYU, Provo, and of course I know that's not much to throw around considering our current football season, but I enjoyed my experience there uh, in, in music ed. So what like what started your journey towards music? Like how did it get started? I think I always wanted to do something with music. I didn't know exactly what, probably until about high school. I figured I think sophomore, junior year, I decided I wanted to do music education because trying to play professionally these days is very cutthroat. There's so few positions, everyone's vying for them, and it's kind of like you have a knife at your back all the time, and I enjoy having job security, so I figured that, and I've always enjoyed teaching as well, combine the two together, and we have music education, so that's kind of what got me on the path. And and just as a, not as an administrator for a second, I know I've told you this before, but sure. as a parent, I put my son into your class, you're his favorite teacher, he talks about you every day, he asks me questions about you, he says, you've got to help me find out when his birthday is, you've got to find out all these things, like, the students, they love you so much, and it, like, as a parent, just thank you for being so amazing in the classroom, um, so how did you get start, started at Somerset? Well, Thank you for those kind words. Um, with Somerset, so I, I graduated from BYU, came on down to Las Vegas, ended up uh, interviewing for a couple of different positions in, in the Clark County School District. None of them uh, worked out. And so just kind of on a whim, I was like, well, I could try the charter approach. And I applied for a couple of positions uh, within the Somerset, but also outside of the Somerset system. And uh, Somerset North Las Vegas had uh, an opening. And so I signed up for an interview with them, and it was a very positive experience. Uh, and they ended up offering me more money than I had anticipated, what with my prior experience uh, with the CCSD interview. So I accepted that position. I was, I was there for four years. Uh, and then Ms. Pitt, who used to be at North Las Vegas, called me up and said, hey, we're needing a new band and orchestra director here. The guy we have right now, he's, he's really having a lot of health challenges. Would you be interested? We're not going to open it up to the public yet. Wanted to ask you first. And I said, absolutely. So came in for an interview. Uh, Lee and, and Lisa Evans and uh, uh, Ms. Sprague and uh, Connie Pitt, they were all there. And it was a very positive experience. Jennifer Ellis was as well. And uh, uh, by the end of the night, we'd said, yeah, this is the direction we're going. And I accepted the position. I've been here ever since. And so my first experience when I got hired here was one of the very first events I went to. And just like for people listening at home, if you have never been to one of these events that Mr. Duford does, starts exactly right when you say it starts and it ends exactly when you say it ends. I don't know anybody that I've ever seen do performances that is so orderly and just amazing what you're making, like the students work. It's so amazing to see like the performances, like it is amazing. And like we just had a performance. They did amazing. You obviously did amazing. I, I can't even tell you enough like how amazing it is to like 
have the energy and the students. Um, whenever I go to lunch duty and I ask students like, hey, tell me about your classes, how your day going? I can't tell you, like it's every other student that's talking about you and saying, hey, have you brought Mr. Dufour on the podcast? And some of them said they'll subscribe and five stars having you on here. So, Well, that's, that's, that's very interesting. Uh, another unique thing is you love chess. I do, sir. And you're pretty good at chess? I'm decent. I mean, I've been beaten by a couple of students, and those students are very good, to be sure, but uh, I am by no means a professional. Have have you played Mosier yet? No. Mosier and I uh, want to have a very highly publicized battle. Let's get Um, that trash talk started right now. Guarantee victory? I think I have a very good chance against Mosier. I've actually never seen the man play, but based on our discussions that I've had with him, I feel like I do have a greater wealth of experience in chess um, th- than he does. And maybe that's foolish of me to say. No, we love talking trash on this podcast. So well, there's nothing better than you to lay down that gauntlet and say, Mosier, you're going down. I think Mosier is a worthy opponent, but I feel relatively confident I will beat him in this battle. See, I and I didn't know you guys both played chess, and I think it was because I saw you one day playing with students and like you guys have like you have that special chess board that's yes. up there. And then I had Mosher on the podcast, mm-hmm. and then after our podcast, he was talking about chess, and I was like, oh, the two of you guys. And then when I saw you guys talking at lunch one day, I said, ooh, this could be magic. We could make this an event. I would love to make it an event. I think that this would be the chess battle to watch. Um, even if neither of us are of a professional grade, it'll certainly be entertaining. Yeah, see, like, so there was a former teacher I used to teach with at um, lead named uh, Brian Cohen, and he was – one of the most skilled chess players, but it took him forever to play because he would like analyze. I'm like, is there a rule on how long you can take? It depends on the type of chess you're playing. I actually love playing blitz chess where you're timed. You have five minutes and you only have those five minutes. Five minutes to make a move? No, no, no. The entire game. Oh, okay. You have five minutes on your clock. He has five minutes on his clock. And when it's your turn, you hit the clock and it starts your timer. And then when you're done with your turn, you hit the clock and it starts their timer. And so once you've used up your five minutes, if you haven't won, you've lost the game. You have to have them in checkmate by the end of that five-minute timer. I really like that because I like moving fast. I have a lot of pre-planned strategies that I can call up pretty quick. And so if I can get the person to you know, really be on their toes so they don't have time to analyze, I tend to do better. So when I was, when I was teaching at LEAD, I had a student that – I, I agreed to play chess. I am I play chess. I know the rules. I understand mm-hmm. strategies. I've never like d- delved into it where I like have a strategy or anything. Sure. I just try to like interact with the student and then I'm like trying to pick his moves. Mm-hmm. He did like five different moves and he had me in checkmate. And yeah. and he told me it's some like online strategy they used. And I was like, once that happened, I was like, I mm-hmm. don't have time to like go study it. It's like the kids that do the um, Rubik's Cubes, Rubik's cubes yeah. where they show me they learn these things online and they do them in seconds. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, they don't even need to look at them anymore because yeah. there's some kind of strategy they're using. A lot of shortcuts, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Fawcett plays chess. He seems Fawcett like a does, chess. Uh, and I've been told he's very good. And you haven't played him yet? Not in that game. I've played him in a lot of other games, but not chess. Yeah. Um, I'm here to tell you, though, that I can consistently beat him in Catan. I don't even know what Catan is. It's a board game, uh, resource gathering, building infrastructure. It, it, it sounds dull, but it's actually rather fun to play. Um, it's one-on-one? Uh, no, no, it's actually multiple people. So basically the whole math department gets together every now and again to do a, a game night, usually at Chris Arrigo's, 
um, uh, Chris and Courtney and Sam and Fawcett, and I'm not in the math department, but they, they've had me over, will play. And although I don't always win, I historically I usually come out either on top or very close to it. You're so humble, but let's just say this so Fawcett, because he listens to the podcast he listen, 100%. Oh, okay, very good. He comes on here. And I, I don't like to talk trash. I, I told him, I said, I won't bring up the fact that we went out and we saw who could eat more burgers, and I beat him easily. I mean, it wasn't even a competition. Well, congratulations. And, but I don't like to talk trash. Uh-huh. And so the people listening know, I won't bring that up. Like, James, I don't want to make him upset. I don't want to make Mr. Fawcett get mad at me, sure. so I'm not going to bring it up. But I love the fact that you can say you beat him at something because yes, every time he listens, I know he's just like, and then. Well, I'd, I'd love to face him in chess. I I think he would beat me, though. That's my estimation. He's too much of a strategist. Okay. Um, Maybe if I had him in a blitz chess match, I could beat him, but not in a conventional game. That I, I think, I think you beat him in both. Well, and I don't want to pick a favorite here. That's generous of me. <laughs> I'm not quite so certain. I like. I, that's the thing is like I, I describe this to to people like, and the reason I want to do the podcast and bring in people was because I really think like what we've developed at this school with mm-hmm. what you guys are like it really has that family feel to it like Absolutely. i like mr fawcett like I, he's just such a and like as much as i talk trash to him like he's such a nice person he like is. a nice human being like you are such a good person mm-hmm. it's something that like i think it's a special moment that you have in there all right so we only have these 20 minutes of podcasts sure. and we have these hard-hitting questions that yep. we ask everybody um there's only one correct answer to these. Oh. Um, it's not opinion generated. Well, it's fact based. I'll be curious so, to hear what the questions are. Greatest TV show of all time. Of all time. Of all time. I think I have to give it to Rod Serling's uh, Twilight Zone, the original run. I think is the most consistent TV show ever, ever made. You know, you're the first guest that has brought up the Twilight Zone. I love the Twilight. Have Zone. you seen the new seasons of the Twilight Zone? I haven't, and I worry that it's going to disappoint me. And usually, I won't bother with a show that I think will. That's not to say that Key and Peele aren't good, but Rob Serling's a tough act to follow. For sure. So some of the episodes are. I think that when you make a genre like Twilight Zone, where you're really trying to like look at society and you're going over there like have you watched uh i think it's called black mirror is that what it's called on netflix have you ever heard of that no i can't say i've seen it mm-hmm. so that's another one of those that like looks at like alternative mm-hmm. like like i don't know dimensions or whatever yeah. or, like different types of life or the future mm-hmm. um but like you're right like the twilight zone the classic stories those are good that's not the correct answer though oh what is the correct it's answer? the office i do very much enjoy the office it's the best but it's to, number one to me the different they're very different genres, but I think the consistency of the Twilight Zone is hard to beat. And so um, the the next question, mm-hmm. and, and we might have to change these questions because of guests. I, I'm going to ask you this first. Sure. Do you watch action movies? Yes, sir. I okay, do. perfect. So the next question is, if we put all the action heroes, mm-hmm. all versus each other, yes. who would win? Okay, now, so that's a pretty – Diverse array of actors. Are we going as actors? Characters. 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 Diverse array of characters. Are superheroes being brought in on this? No. No superheroes. They're not. I would say... You know what? I just want to pause for a second and say this. Thank you for understanding there's a difference between superheroes and action heroes. Because I I can't tell you how many people listen to this podcast. No. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a debate that seems to happen every time we talk about this. But you're right. There's definitely a difference. So, action Mm -hmm. heroes. Um, I think because of his resourcefulness, uh, Kyle Reese from the original Terminator is probably the best action hero because he has literally nothing. He doesn't even have a shirt on his back. <laughs> and the man still basically takes out a, 
a Terminator, all on his own with a little bit of you know help from Sarah Connor. I think he is the best action hero. I love that answer. So Reese, my my son, yeah. that's he's named after. Oh, is he that's how it? I picked I, his name. Yeah, his, that I his, yeah, his so it's Jonathan Reese Fogler. So like yeah. that that actor, um, Michael, Michael Bean, Bean. I like him because mm-hmm. he was in two of my favorite all time movies, which Aliens, excellent, like one Love of my Alien. favorites, yes. and then Terminator the original, mm-hmm. one of my favorites, and like Terminator two, I was. Wondering because they cast him in the and they have if you've seen like the extra deleted scenes, yeah, Mm -hmm. you've seen him in there. But I thought he was going to be in the movie and I was like, how are they going to make this happen? I thought he was going to be a character in the movie. Yeah, Yeah. so I was like, he dies at the end. Anybody who hasn't seen the Terminator, I mean, we're spoiling it, but um, just an amazing movie. That's not the right answer though. Well, see, the the problem though is any other action hero, they're souped up. They got all these you know equipment and gear. Uh, at their disposal, whereas Reese did not. Okay, but now now listen to the argument here. Uh, right, Here's the, the – now people that have, have seen the movie Predator, mm-hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger of in that, his, his character's name's Dutch. Dutch. Mm-hmm. He defeats the Predator. He does. He uh, Who could – Predator would destroy the Terminator. It, it, that's true. And so he did that. I know he had equipment. He had machine guns. Mm-hmm. But then you look at Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like mm-hmm. he looks like an action hero. He looks like a superhero actually. Right. So that's the that's the correct answer. But a lot of people we have it on the con, especially students, they have no idea who I'm talking about. They don't oh, know any of these characters. Really? Some of them like never seen The Office. I know it's, it's disappointing. Not even that old a series. And, 80s action movies, though, I think that's where any person that loves an action film needs to go because those are the best ones. I 100% agree. Mm-hmm. Like just they're classics. I watch like even the original Batman. Oh, because we were talking yes. about like Batman could be because he's not really a superhero. He just got money and he's got the suit, but mm-hmm. like. Michael Keaton is the best Batman. Hey, oh, he is oh. the best Batman. We just had this debate last time. That's so, that's not right. That's not right. No, I like him, but that's not right. I, ben Affleck did a fine job. I think Christian Bale did a fine job. Heck, even Val Kilmer did a decent job. But no one in live action, I think, has embodied the characteristics of the Dark Knight more effectively than Michael Keaton. I, I do like Michael Keaton as it to me like he's just not believable as so. as Batman because he like he, Christian Bale trained he like worked out he well, like he committed sure. to the role so like he looked like he could physically be that rich guy that's working all, out isn't it all the more dangerous though that someone with that unassuming appearance like Michael <laughs> Keaton could do what he did yeah if he could fight like that for sure and at least with ma- movie magic on his side he does <laughs> or. Or like what I would think that like a real rich guy would do is like pay the people to be like, I'm going to punch you and you're going to fly and uh, make me look like a superhero. There you that, go. <laughs> um, so when we, we talk about like your, your future plans, like sure. do you have any future plans that you have going on? Well, so it's interesting that you ask. I, I mean, I am very much enjoying working here at Skypoint. I anticipate staying here a good long while because my goal would be to build up this program. I think... At North Las Vegas, we hit a ceiling. There was only so far you could go because it's a very small school, limited resources. We have a much larger student body here. We have much more resources at our disposal. I would love to see us not only have a very prestigious concert program, I'd love to have a marching band. We're going to be having a pep band later this year. We'll be at the basketball games, which will be really good. Uh, I'd even love to have a symphony orchestra. Granted, that's going to take a lot more time and more resources, uh, but... That's where I'd like to go here. Do I see myself here in 10, 15 years? Probably not. Um, but I see myself here at least for a good another 
five, six, seven years. So 10 years from now, where, where are you going? What are you doing? I think I'm actually going to be a stay-at-home dad. So my, my wife is graduating from law school right now. She'll be making quite a bit more money just even out the starting gate than I am. And I think when we have kids, I'd like there to be a parent at home. And since I'll be making far less money, to me, it would make sense for me to be the stay-at-home parent. And this would only be temporary. I think once kids are of school age, I'd love to come back and teach again. But 10 years from now, I think that's probably where I'll be. That's awesome. I That's my dream is to, to be a stay-at-home dad. Mm. I tell my wife that every day. And then she tells me, go to work. <laughs> nice. um, so she's a nurse. But uh, right. yeah, so that's that's pretty amazing. But you're still going to be in teaching no matter what eventually. Oh, yeah. When I come back, it'll, I think I'll be a band teacher again. I love, I absolutely love what I do. And staying in Vegas? Don't know. Don't know? I don't know, but I'll be teaching wherever I am. Is your wife from Vegas or? No. So she's from Orem, Utah, um, but she's coming down here. She's going to be taking the Nevada bar. Um, so at least for the first while, we'll, we'll be here, um, probably buy our first house here. I guess first house is a term I use loosely. I've been a homeowner before. Um, but together. But together, yes. Um, we'll be buying our first house here. And then who knows where we'll go. And so we have to also plug uh, Twisted Sugar and Splash. Mm, just like certainly. it's our commercial break. Yes. Soon we'll have like actual commercials on here that talk Terrific. about this when they sponsor our podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like advertisements for you in the future, what is the next big event going on? Well, um, so on November 17th, the uh, basketball uh, JV and varsity teams are doing a practice, more of a glorified scrimmage, but basically a game, almost a, to, as a prep for their for their main season. They'll be doing that. We will be having our pet band uh, playing at that event. It's our first go-around at it. I haven't done a pet band in years, so this will be an interesting experience for us all, kind of getting used to the feel of it, when to play, what to play, how long to play, so that when we actually are in the season itself, we're going to know exactly what to do, where to go, like a well-oiled machine. So that's one event that's coming up. The next big thing, though, uh, that involves everybody would be our uh, winter band and orchestra concerts, which will be Tuesday, December 6th for band and Thursday, December 8th for orchestra. All right. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you coming on the podcast and how much the administration totally, how much we appreciate you. And like the last event, everything else you did. Would you give any advice to any of the kids listening at home? Like what would be the big thing if you gave them advice for the future? What would you tell them? You know, I think everyone needs to have a productive passion of some kind. It doesn't need to be music. I mean, for me, it was. For me, music from pretty much middle school onward was my thing. But I think everyone needs to have something they're passionate about that they can go somewhere with later down the line. That's not to say that, you know, video games or, or being a YouTube junkie or a, even a social media mogul is a bad idea. But I think you need to find something where you have a potential career, um, that you can do something with your skill later down the road and for me i was lucky i found that relatively early on but i think uh, investigating a lot of different elective options other after school programs things like that can help lead you to what that productive future uh hobby might be so explore broaden your horizons i I think is what i would suggest thank you so much for Mm -hmm. coming on you bet i can't wait to have you on again i'll be grateful to after you beat Fawcett. 
Well, I can't guarantee I'm going to beat Fawcett, but I'll sure try. I th- we guarantee it. Uh, well, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee it, Fawcett. All right, thank you guys again. We'll see you guys next time. Very good.